is I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey, people. Hello there. How y'all doing? I'm I'm using my country uh, slang, twang. How y'all doing? (laughs) I hope you're well. I am well by God's grace. It's been a little minute, a few weeks. As usual, I'll catch you up a little bit with me before we jump into tonight's topic. I did not do a live last week because I chose to play an encore. I chose to have an encore played in honor of my grandmother. Her name was Geraldine Robinson. She uh, passed away at the earlier part of this month. She made it to 96 years old, so God blessed her with a long life. Um, I thought it was appropriate to have the encore played because she actually came on my show as a guest back in 2015 it was 5:25:15 to be exact for any of you who are interested who didn't catch that uh i called the encore uh restoration because i knew my grandmother growing up i knew of her i should say i knew of her I had a, one very strong memory that I remember being at her um, place and her cooking uh, these oh, awesome, just never forgot it, 7-Up pound cakes. That's the most uh, vivid and precious memory that I have of her. But outside of that, I did not grow up truly knowing her as a grandmother. Um, As some of you know who have listened to me or read my biography, I ended up in foster care uh, because of severe abuse. And uh, with that being the case, um, family relationships were uh, strained and distanced and, you know, and we moved out of uh, our hometown and just lots of things lots of things happen so i didn't know my grandmother um as a grandmother um i did i did hold on to that 
that memory of that 7-Up cake, but I used um, that show. I used that moment because some other things were happening in my life at the time that just kind of opened that door for me to get to have some conversations with my grandmother and um, invite her to come on the show so she could tell some of her own story. I was making an effort to uh, get to know her, to get to know her. So I used that moment of restoration to help build a a relationship with my grandmother. Um, The relationship improved in terms of having a little bit more contact with her. I got to call and check on her from time to time and um, see her at family events and things like that. Um, But sadly, it never became what I desired or what I even feel like it should be. In spite of that, I honor her. I honor her now by having that encore played. And, and I actually plan to bake that 7-Up pound cake because I I was also blessed to get that recipe from her, I believe, in the same year, in 2015. It was all around that same time. I actually was blessed to get that recipe from her. And one of her sweet potato pie recipes a few years later, me and my daughter got on the phone and had a good conversation with her, and she walked us through, talked us through her sweet potato pie as well. So I've asked a few other family members. I shared the recipe with them. And um, to my surprise, some of the fellas in the family, several of the guys in the family, actually wanted the recipe too and started talking about a competition of who could do the best, uh, who could bake the best cake. (laughs) So if all goes as planned, we're going to do like a Zoom call and we're going to bake that 7-Up Pound Cake. My daughter has actually already baked it once. I didn't get to taste it. I never even got a chance to try the recipe. Even though I've had it since 2015, I never got a chance to try it. So I think this is an appropriate time for me to try it. What do you guys think? (laughs) If we were doing like a live chat or if you were listening to me, you know, like on Facebook or something, I would be able to see your responses. But anyway, I'm I'm, um, doing that as um, a way to process, a way to process my own um, feelings, any possible residual feelings. I did, um, I did experience some painful emotions, sadly not so much because of my grandmother passing, but because of um, the, how do I say, the fallout that comes with certain deaths. For some reason, weddings and funerals, weddings and deaths seem to bring out the issues in people's lives. (laughs) And there was some fallout. Praise God that dust has settled. So anyway, I tell you all this so that you can know what I've been up to, but also so I can reinforce what I do on this program. 
I, I offer hope. I offer healing. One of the ways that we heal, in my opinion, is to process, to process, in my opinion and in my experience, to process our pain, to process our traumas, to work through them, okay, um, process them hopefully in a positive way, not a not a not a destructive way, but a positive way. I actually ended up writing a poem for my grandmother about my thoughts and my feelings. We're gonna do the Seven Up cake. Um, I shared pictures with some family members of um, of my like the picture of my daughter's pound cake, and other family members shared pictures that of times when they also got to bake with her. So to me, that's how you process. You talk about your true feelings with those who you can, okay? And then you hold on to the good, okay? You process the bad. You let it go. You allow God to heal you of it. You give it to him, basically. Then you hold on to the good. You cling to the good. There's a scripture that kind of backs this up. That tells us that whatsoever is lovely, whatsoever is pure, think on those things, okay? We don't need to wallow in, dwell on, you know, rehearse over and over and over the bad. We do need to process it. We do need to process it. But then we need to let it go, and then we need to cling to the good. And for now... That's what I'm doing. I have to take my own advice. I've lived my own advice, and I continue to share that same advice with others. Okay? So that's what I've been up to. And what else? What else? It seemed like there was something else I wanted to tell y'all, but it'll come back to me. So that's what I've been up to. And now for tonight's topic... I was making me a cup of tea, getting ready for the program, and I realized that I think it's been a while since I've told you all anything about my tea when I'm when I'm live. I used to talk about my tea, what I was drinking, like regularly, and I do still drink my tea, but um, for some reason I've been forgetting about it. And so this is, I believe it's called the Orange Spice. I want to say this is orange spice, and it's pretty tasty, okay? Today was eh, a little chilly. Right now it's in the 60s. It seems like it's a little warmer now than it was earlier. I love my tea when it's cold, especially. I can drink tea when it's warm. I could drink tea when it's hot. I might switch and make it into an iced tea, <laughs> but I do like my tea. So, Get your tea or get your favorite beverage if you're not a tea drinker. And get ready to join me after the break because after the break, we're going to get into our topic for tonight and I'm going to tell it to you more than one way. The topic is the wages of sin is death, okay? And and I'm going to put it another way. The payment of rebelling against God and righteousness is death. 
what are you working for? I know what I'm working for, and it's certainly not death. So I'm asking, what are you working for? Because the payment of rebellion and sin is... Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Equipping the Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness, to create soldiers for the army of the Lord, and to impact our communities. We are home-based in Waldorf, Maryland. If you would like more information, you may email us at etsministriesinc at gmail.com or write to us at ETS Post Office Box 72 Waldorf, Maryland 20602 If you are not local you may participate via conference calls and we can make information available to you by email ETS The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, physical abuse, abandonment, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived traumas such as molestation, rape, or incest. The story of me is very inspirational for those who may find themselves in Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of The Story of Me online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, amazon.com, or any of the major bookstores. The Story of Me. I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. All right, people. I'm back. I'm sipping my tea, I'm enjoying it, and I'm going to jump into tonight's topic, the payment of rebelling against God and what is right and righteous is death, okay? That's one way of putting it. 
the Bible says it like this. The wages of sin is death. Romans 6.23. And this is how I'm going to set up this topic. Lately, I have been interested. I've been, you might even say, uh, captured. Um, I've been I've been watching police cam videos, and I've been watching even um, just videos that bystanders have taken of incidents, incidents as well as arrest. Okay. So if it was a police cam, uh, several of them resulted in arrest. If it was just an incident, then it was just a crazy, wacky, demonic incident, okay? And I find myself, in some of them, I find myself being provoked to anger, Watching some of them, I find myself being moved to tears because I feel sorry for the people and the condition that they are in. I find myself wondering what happened to this person to cause them to be like this because it's horrid. It is horrific how some of these people behave. I know as a minister of the gospel that this behavior is indicative of bondage, serious spiritual demonic bondage. Okay? So, what I'm concluding with watching this these these scenes and this behavior is that people are literally losing their minds. They're literally going crazy. They're going mad. We used to we used to call, you know, losing your mind going mad. Not as in anger mad, but that was a term of that was an expression that was used to say someone had lost their mind. And what's more crazy is that the people don't even know it. They don't even know that they are delusional. They don't even know that they have a major problem. If you listen to the way they're talking, some of them even talk, you can tell they have a, a level of intellect, okay? They use um, not necessarily big words, but intelligible words to express their wrath, <laughs> their displeasure, <laughs> um, their, 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 well, let me just describe a couple of the scenes to you, okay? Let me just, let's just do that. Um, let me flip the page here. I wrote down a couple of them that I could recall. I, I saw two today, but I went back. I went back and from memory wrote down a few old ones, and I saw two today. But um, people have have. Well, like I said, let me just let me write. Let me tell you a couple of them, and then I'll give you my spin 
I'll continue to give you my spin on it, okay? Um, in this first one, some of you may have seen some of these. There was a lady who was at a Dunkin' Donuts, and from what I observed of the video, she became crazy mad, just lunatic mad, because she, the cashier, now, the cashier did not hand her back her change in her hand. The cashier put her change on the counter, and the customer lost it. The customer began to cuss her out and demand that she give her her change back in her hand, saying that she was being disrespected because the woman wouldn't give her her change back in her hand. All right? The the cashier didn't get to say much, but the few words I recall her saying was that I'm not your maid because she was offended at the customer's nasty, demanding, belligerent tone, okay? And I was like, watching this scene continue to escalate because the woman started pacing back and forth. Even in her rage, she was cussing, um, making a scene. Even in her rage, she began to tell the other people, I'm sorry about the fact that y'all kids are here and everything, but, and she continued to cuss, pace, threaten violence. To my surprise, the cashier was much smaller than this woman, but she basically just was like, I'm walking away. I'm not, she said, she said, I don't know who you think you're messing with, but, and she didn't, you know, to me, she didn't, she didn't encourage this woman, but she also didn't bend. She didn't bow to this woman, okay? And I'm just watching this scene, and some of the other people got up and started trying to tell this woman to just calm down, just calm down. People were commenting because people always comment, and there's always, you know, some people that say, she should have just gave her money back. The customer is always right. She should have just gave it back to her and just handed it to her in her hand, regardless of how the customer was, was behaving. And then there were other people that were saying, no, this woman was picking for a fight. She was going to have a fight with anybody because she was already ready to explode. But I'm looking at this and I'm going, demonic. Demonic. Who loses it to that extreme makes a full-on scene because someone doesn't hand you your change in your hand? That person doesn't realize, and even some of the people commentating don't realize that you've got a serious problem if you are that fragile with all the things that happen in this life, with all the injustices that happen in this life, you're going to pick something like that to cause you to flip a switch, to cause you to lose it. You've got some serious issues. You've got some serious issues. And that is demonic. That kind of anger, that kind of rage, that kind, those threats of violence, 
those are demons manifesting in those individuals, okay? That was one. Number two, this one, it, it looked as though it was a convenience store, some sort of a store, you know, a small store, not a big department store. Um, there was a lady who, as the video begins, she had already begun to just destroy the store, all right? But as it continues, she just continued to knock over counters, uh, pull pull the um, products off the shelves. She just kept walking from counter to to shelf to front to back and just was pulling things off the walls, slamming it on the floor, and she was saying something about... Um, I come in here all the time, and y'all just keep messing with me. Y'all just keep effing with me. And and they, it's it was almost like the staff and some of the customers were stunned. To me, they just kind of all backed away from her, and they were all, it was more of them than there was her, but they all just kind of backed away from her, and just let her go on and on and on and tear up that store till she got tired, all right? Then she pranced herself out of the store and went and got in her vehicle, and one of the store people, I think it was one of the store people that came out at that point and was cussing her out and telling her to get out of here. I'm thinking, wow, she's already out of the store. She's already leaving none of you guys, there was enough of you guys where you should have restrained that woman, stopped her from behaving that way, restrained her, called the cops, restrained her until the cops got there. But I'm going, what in the world? Why didn't they do that? Because they, I think, sensed that there was this was more than, it was like stunning. It was like it, this was more than just, normal behavior and nobody wanted to mess with her and i and you know what demonic manifestation of demonic presence that kind of anger that kind of rage losing it to that degree uncontrolled now the bible tells us we can be angry be ye angry but sin not Okay, so getting angry is not a sin. Oh, it's already break time. I'll be back. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. <laughs> a black nurse. This narrative is about the struggles of being a black woman and a black professional in a society bound with racial and gender bias. She has hopes, dreams, needs, 
a purpose and aspirations, but faces constant opposition to fulfilling these basic human requirements. Like so many people of color before her, she achieves some measure of success, but her success is minor compared to what she must do to achieve it. It's time for a change. Get your copy today from authorhouse.com, this show's host page, or any major book retailer like Amazon.com. A black nurse. <laughs> I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com, the show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. All right, people. I'm actually talking about the payment for rebelling against God. And I'm giving you some examples of behavior that is indicative of rebellion. I'm I'm sharing true life stories with you of incidents and situations in people's lives where they have rebelled against God, which is what sin is, chose to live in unrighteous ways, and what the outcome of that behavior is. Death. Death, not only physical death, but death of hope, death of dreams, death to peace, um, death to relationships, death to a wonderful future. I mean, death, that's what the wages or the payment of sin is, okay? And these stories that I'm sharing with you are examples of people who have rebelled, who've given themselves over to sin and what it's doing to them. I was talking about anger. I was talking about how Anger is an emotion that, that all of us have. It's, we have it for a reason. You know, it's, it's a way of expressing when something is, is wrong. But vandalism, tearing up somebody else's property, something that doesn't belong to you, uh, something that you haven't paid for, um, that is going beyond just being angry, okay? Um uh, threatening to physically harm another person because you're angry, to physically harm another person because you're angry. That is going beyond acceptable anger. All right? Let me see if I can get a few more of these in here. Um, Let's see. Three, a man calls the police. This was on uh, the police cam. The first two were just bystanders who got these videos, okay? 
Um, the second one could have been a store video. I'm not. I, I'm not sure. Not 100% sure. The third one, man calls police because he says ex-wife threatened to burn down his trailer that he lives in with him and their kids, both of their kids. This was the ex-wife's children and his children in it. According to him, she was angry because it was it was his visitation weekend and he was asking her to bring the clothes or the supplies for school or something for the kids. She apparently did not send them with them and he was asking her to bring them because he had to get them ready for school uh, the following day or so. And she lost it. She lost it, threatened to burn down the trailer, to burn down the dwelling place of her ex-husband and her own children. The, the, the police come to question him about the incident. He tells them she has a history of volatile behavior, that she's been in trouble with the law for this very type of behavior before. I'm shaking my head going, okay, why is it that our society is allowing people like this to get go in and out of jail? You know, they have a record. She had a record with them already, all right? They lived in such close proximity to each other that you could actually hear that while the cops were at his place, a few um, lots over in the trailer park, you could hear her in a argument with her partner with her partner it was so loud and volatile that you could hear her even though the cops were not at her place okay they were arguing in the trailer he reveals during that discussion that yes that's her and she's over there with her partner who was also a female so she's in a same-sex perverted relationship so there's bondage right there. That's spiritual bondage. According to Scripture, that is spiritual bondage, okay? There are demons of lust and lasciviousness and perversion involved with that lifestyle. That's why the individual becomes perverse, okay? They become confused and twisted. So they're over there going off, Um the cop goes over there. He's, like, telling the man, "There's, I'm sorry, there's not much we can do, even though she's got a record, unless you have proof or unless we basically catch her in the act, you know, basically unless she sets your trailer on fire, there's not a whole lot we can do. He's like, I'm going to go over there and talk to her, though, and give her a warning and tell her that, you know, if she continues this kind of behavior, we are going to start a new paper trail. I'm thinking, wow. This is the result, people, of rebelling against what is right. Our laws are a reflection of rebellion against what is right. God established authority in the land. Uh, the laws that we used to have reflected that authority. It reflected a standard of living. It stated what was acceptable and not acceptable on various levels, okay? But now our laws allow people 
to commit crimes, to do harm to others, to steal, to kill, to destroy, just like Satan does, and they get a, a tap on the wrist, okay? They, there's no, really, no real consequences, okay, because of supposed race issues. It doesn't matter what race a person is. Right is right, wrong is wrong, okay? The cop goes over and tries to talk to the lady. He knocks, they knock on the door, and they're saying, we know you're in there because they just heard her going off, okay? We know you're in there. We'd like to talk to you. Please come out so we can talk to you. She's cussing them out. First, she's ignoring them. First, she's ignoring them. Then she begins to use the most foul language, get the so-and-so off my property. This is what this demon-possessed woman begins to say to the cops, get the so-and-so off my property. These people are literally delusional. Why? Because they've been taken over. They've, they've given themselves over to demons that convince them that they're right. She thinks that she, for some reason, has more authority than the police officer. Get the so-and-so off my property. They're telling her, you know, we are going to leave, but we just want you to understand the situation, blah, blah, blah. Get the so-and-so off my so-and-so property. She just was cussing out, using the most disrespect, and, and it, it amazes me how even now that's the message that was conveyed during the George Floyd incident. That's the message and the spirit that was released in the land during that incident because now so many people think that it's acceptable to defy, to argue with, to curse out, to resist the cops. And they use that incident as a as a as a reason for that behavior. It's like I'm seeing it just escalate everywhere. So Satan was successful and doing what he wanted to do through that incident. That was not about righteousness. It was not about injustice. It was not about racial equality. It was about advancing wrath. It was about advancing um, depravity, okay? It was about releasing more rebellion in the land. That's what that was all about. So the cops... You know, they leave, and they go back, and they tell the ex-husband, you know, we tried to talk to her. She wouldn't talk to us or whatever. This is what we're telling you. We're going to give you this paperwork so that you can start your, you know, like your paper trail or whatever, and uh, we're going to go back and just give her this ticket, and uh, that'll be that. They go back to her trailer to try to give her the ticket, and now she comes out of the trailer looking, as we used to call it, Butch. Butch is all get out. That's That used to be a boy's name, Butch, but it was also a term to describe a very masculine female, a tomboyish, very masculine, though female, okay? Now she begins to get in their face and tell them to get the so-and-so off her property, 
or she's going to mess them up. I mean, just this is this is the the delusional, demonic, crazy behavior of some people. Now, there's a couple of men cops there. For some reason, she believes that she has more authority and that she can overpower these two men if she wants to, getting in their face, just bumping the officer. The body cam is showing her chest bumping the officer. He several times told her, don't touch me again. Don't don't touch me again. I'm not the one. In her delusional mind frame, she felt like he was going to back down. <laughs> she felt like she was going to somehow intimidate him. You know why? Because those demons were talking through her, and those demons were telling her that she was all that in a bag of tricks, that she was more than she was, more powerful than she is, okay? The officer handled her behind. He handled her behind, and she was bigger than him. She was bigger than him. He handled her behind because he had the moves and the techniques, and he had her on the ground, and she was still cursing and spatting and F you and blah, 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 blah. And they arrested her. They arrested her. Delusional. Demonic. That was one of those situations, though, that I found myself tearfully watching and saying, Lord, what happened to her? What happened? Why did she give herself over to this and end up in this condition? What can make a person become this delusional? There had to be. She had so much anger, so much wrath. And what was even worse is that she had custody of the children. a tragic past shattered your future or your now don't let it this is i'm not the woman i used to be i'm free with minister diane jones and we'll be right back after these millions of people are sexually abused each and every day not just by rape child molesters or pedophiles but by choice and through lifestyle preferences who would enjoy being raped again and again why is rape spiritual as well as physical can a sex offender be healed from abusing others find answers to these and other questions in the pages of overcoming sexual abuse by Minister Diane Jones, available online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, amazon.com, and any major bookstore, Overcoming Sexual Abuse. Welcome back. 
I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. I hear that voice. <laughs> and uh, wow, I miss my hubby. I miss that man. <laughs> I was going to sing a little bit of a song that says how I feel at the moment, but I don't know. And I, I will always love you. <laughs> I will always love you, Christopher Edward Jones. Anyway, let me continue. Makes me smile, makes me sad all at once. Let me continue. Let's see. I have about, I think, three more of these, and I know I'm not going to get all three of them in. So I'm going to have to try to pick one. Let me pick one. Let me pick one. Let me pick one. I'm going to go with number four. I'm going to go ahead with number four. Um, This fourth one, I saw this one today. This was police footage, police cam. A young lady was pulled over. Female cop approaches her. Um, she says, I'm not here because of the crash. So apparently there was a crash that the woman was involved in. But she said, I am here to determine if you're under the influence. Basically, suspicion of DUI, driving under the influence. Okay. Uh, the police officer begins to ask her questions. And at first, she's answering normally. First few questions, she's answering normally. The, the police officer was asking her something about her if she wears glasses or contacts and if she had soft or hard contacts and um, something else. What else did she ask her? Something else, something else. And then I think she asked her, did she understand what she was being asked? Because I think of how the young lady was responding And then just in a moment, in a flash, in a second actually, the young lady's demeanor changed, her eyes changed, her eyes went from uh, what I call normal tracking and responding to this glassy sort of look and this smiley kind of, a smile in the eyes and even a mocking sort of um look in her in her look in her uh, uh, how how she was verbalizing and somewhat smiling but being belligerent belligerent and the most foul language began to come out of her she began to cuss under her breath she started cussing under her breath calling the police officer B I T C H and it was like she was answering the police officer under her breath at first, but then that progressed to all out trying to taunt the woman, trying to basically raise her voice at her, yell at her, ask me a so-and-so question. She kept saying that I don't 
know, in a language that I don't know. Ask me the question in a language that I don't know. I didn't even get that. Um, She was under suspicion for DUI, so maybe she was under the influence, but clearly, they, they, long story short, they ended up arresting her, but she was belligerent. She started cursing, blasphemy. Cursing is a form of blasphemy, people. Cursing and foul language is a form of blasphemy. Cursing and foul language is a is a indication of de- demonic possession. That's something that people do when they're demonically possessed because demons are foul. Demons are foul. Um, a person who is discerning can actually uh, smell demons. Sometimes demons have a foul odor that gives off that a discerning person can pick up in the spirit. But that foulness of language is because the demons that are there are inspiring that person to blaspheme, to cuss, okay? So there was a time that young ladies or old ladies or ladies, period, women, period, in general, did not cuss like that. But now you can't even tell the difference between a so-called lady and um, a man. It used to be that only, not even men, not even the average man cussed that way. But the demonic is so prevalent now that young ladies, young people, I hear kids in my neighborhood playing basketball and cussing like they're professionals, like they're grown, okay? The demonic is so prevalent, and this demonic presence and prevalency is the result of rebellion against God. The payment for that rebellion, people, the payout for that rebellion is death. Death in various forms. The ultimate death, of course, is going to be separation from God. That's going to be the ultimate death. That's called the spiritual death, okay? In some cases, it ends up being physical death as well. That leads to spiritual death because all of us are going to go the way of death unless we're here when Jesus raptures the church, when he comes for the church. If we're here for that, some of us will just be translated and will just go up to meet the Lord uh, in the air, okay? But this lady, I'm telling you, her eyes change. If you've ever seen someone who's demon-possessed, you can often see it in their eyes. Their eyes change shape, change form. Um, I've seen I've seen some people with with demons whose eyes turn red and red in the center, like cat eyes, but they were red. Okay, I've seen some people that were demon possessed, where the devil just makes them behave as though they're unconscious. He 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 lays them out, and then they 
just don't respond to anything. He just puts them in a trance-like state, okay? But in this case, this woman's eyes, it was almost like they, like, flipped. Like they flipped and they became glassy, and then she had this smirky kind of look in her face, and she started taunting the cop, and then she started cussing under her breath, and I told you the rest already. Demonic. Demonic. The wages, which is means what you get paid, the payment for sin, for rebelling against what is right and what God says is good, is exactly what we're seeing in our society now on every level. The Lord told me years ago this type of behavior was... Um, demonic before it even got this bad i remember i think i had moved to the east coast um i can't remember how long i had been here but i would see incidences like in the grocery store or someone just flip you off while you're driving i had one i had one guy i i pulled up to my stop sign um the guy had the right of way So I stayed at the stop sign. He comes flying by in front of me, and I'm just sitting at the stop sign waiting for him to pass me and the other cars to pass me so that it's clear for me to go out, to go forward, and then to go left. And while he's driving up the street, having the right of way, he flips me off, and he yells, learn how to drive with this anger. And I was like, ugh wow, when did men start talking to women like that? Um, There was a time that a man would not even think to talk to a woman that way, much less flip you off to. And as I thought about it, and after several other little incidences, the Lord began to show me and tell me that those are demonic manifestations. You're going to see more of those. You're going to see more of those. Um, people that are in your space and suddenly just react to you and don't like you for no reason, haven't had a conversation with you, Um, your presence just irritates them. The demons in them responding to the Spirit of God in you. That's if if you're born again, if you're born again, okay? So the Lord told me that these things were going to happen before they even got this bad but i'm telling you things have just gone to a whole new level a whole new level of crazy i was reviewing the story of adam and eve and the events of cain and abel their sons and the events of their son Seth and and the generations that came after him that led up to the flood. Um, Some people call it the great deluge, but the flood. I was reviewing those stories the last few days, and I was just overwhelmed and impacted with the description of how a society rebelled how the people began to rebel 
against God, how they begin to refuse wise counsel, how they begin to reject the counsel of their leadership, how they begin to be enticed because of the demonic music, because of the lewdness and the lasciviousness that was happening around them. It wasn't even in their uh, dwelling, so to speak, but they began to watch it. They just began to watch it, and they observed it for a period of time, and it slowly began to seep into their conscience, and they began to desire it, okay? But the wages of those decisions and that rebellion was death. It was the flood, of whom only eight people survived. And we are here at this threshold again. We're seeing it again. So I wanted to put this on your mind (laughs) so that you can make the right choices. What are you working for? Life or death? Till the next time, God bless. I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones on Toginet. Ladies, this is your chance to join us for stories of hope and healing from someone who's been there. Someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet, in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is a straight-up show to enlighten and to lighten your load. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. For more information on Diane and her book, go to her show page here on Toginet and email her directly. Then, get set to join us here again next Monday night for I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com.